0: Okay. We are recording. Amazing.
1: All right. Julia, where are you at?
0: I am in Asheville, North Carolina, where my parents now reside. Um, it is not New York. Not another time. Okay. Where are you?
1: Cool. Uh, I am in Dallas still. Um, we'll be here for a little bit, but yeah, just chilling here in Dallas.
0: Amazing. Um Wait, I was going to, I meant to tell you this before we started recording, but I'm going to tell you anyways, I have a new poppy flavor,
1: strawberry lemon. Poppy, your be- your probiotic drink. <laughs> My new obsession. it's really good. It's really good. Very good. I know I had mine this morning as well. Love. And, <laughs> yes,
0: they sell them at Target here um, is where I found them. Okay. So want to tell us what we're talking about today?
1: Yes. Okay. So we are going to talk about um, what it was like to be first year teachers. Um, Just like your general, um, what it was like to even like the first day. Um, Everyone, every teacher I feel like always has like their first day was like life changing. Um, So we can talk about our first day of school. Um, And then challenges. that teachers experienced challenges that were surprising challenges that were expected. Um, And I think just in general surprises, because every day is a surprise in the teaching world. And then of course like what we loved. And then I think it's important to talk about like the differences between teaching in a pandemic and then not, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everyone can understand that there's differences, but like, I might just say right now, teaching during a pandemic was like the worst thing ever in my opinion like it was the worst worst year ever I think like can agree with that
0: I'm dead that it was our second year of teaching we barely got through one year of teaching and then it was COVID
1: no exactly our first year and then March hit and then we were out so it was very so it's like we had to figure out teaching we figured it out okay this makes sense and then like go back to virtual start from scratch yeah Um, that was really it was a lot it was a lot
0: um do you want to describe your first day and like how you felt and stuff but first
1: yes so my first day I'm gonna be honest it was a blur like in my it was just I think chaos because I don't I was like really really I mean I think we both were so nervous I was so so nervous because it's like I had an idea of what to expect but like you know you, you want your kids to like know that like you are there for them and that you love them and you care for them but it's like you can't do that the first day yeah. you know that happens gradually and I was I just wanted them to like love me and know that I was there for them like right then and there right away yeah, yeah right away like just I wanted that connection um so I was really nervous about that and just like what they were going to think about me and like whether. I would be able to handle a classroom full of high schoolers. Um, All of those things were rushing through my mind. And I was, like, getting ready and everything. And then they're just, like, we need to put, like, 20 seniors in your room. Um, Watch them. And I was, like, not ready for that at all. So, like, I sat the seniors all together in the room. And I was, like, trying. And they weren't my class. I didn't have to plan anything. I just had to watch them. But I didn't want to be boring. So I was just, like, all right, guys. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Like, um, <laughs> I don't it, know Josh, why. I just goodness. went off to conspiracy theories. So, yeah, that was just, like, really awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, we got through it slowly, and then the hour was up, and then my real kids came in. And I'm going to be honest, I don't remember much. I just remember, like, trying uh-huh. not – have weird moments in the classroom yeah. I, didn't want, I, I was just like I don't want to be awkward but it's so awkward the I first was day. I was they they let me know they're like yeah miss you were awkward. you were very nervous very awkward I was That's like funny. yes I know this all right what was your first day like
0: um mine was I was so nervous it was obviously nothing like summer school when we were together it was just nothing like that um i was not prepared um yep i was wearing this stupid like skirt and like earrings like why did i dress like such a i don't even know i i was just i feel like i was so naive and i looked so white and like i wanted them to know like i i know that i'm white and no one in the school is white but like you can't say that you have to wait for them to know that you're not gonna be like one of the many. White people that they don't have haven't had good have had actively bad experiences with, mm-hmm. so I was super awkward. And I remember my pro, like my projector didn't work, and it was just like trying to be I don't know. I just remember feeling like I know I'm gonna be voice with them, but like it's gonna take time, and I wish I could jump to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all happens quickly, and like you're sad that it's over, but um yeah, I had like three different classrooms and I was like running all over the school and they were like, who is this? I don't, I just feel like I, it was very chaotic. Um, and my kids were nice. Like they were definitely like screwing with me a little bit. Um, and they definitely didn't think that I was going to stay. Um, I'm looking at the questions, like, where does this fit in? I don't really know. So I'll just say it now. This was like my first week of teaching. Um, oh wait, but first day I remembered this happened to you. My feet hurt so bad at the end of the day. I was like, so sneakers for two years. Like I was so tired physically.
1: I re- I don't remember like my feet. I just remember wanting to pass out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, was phys- like, like I felt like, like I had worked stop. out all day. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I remember you texted me you're like I need to be wheeled out of I
0: literally need like I don't even know I I don't even know I was (laughs) whatever um the first week of teaching my kid said they had a question and I said yes blank and he said can I have your number and then I, I had never said shut up yet in the classroom but I thought it um and then he was like wait no sorry sorry I have a a real question I just think I just ignored him when he asked for my number he was like I heard a rumor that you're Jewish (laughs) I remember telling you the story too at a party that weekend um and I was like um that's like not a rumor I'm Jewish you also don't have to whisper because he was literally whispering like it was like (laughs) like a secret and I was like I'm Jewish like surprise and they were like but you're white like and you don't like have a hat on and I was like wow we have so much to talk about um so that (laughs) was just the beginning of a long journey of explaining Judaism to them over the years um but yeah that was my first that was my first week very chaotic
1: wow you know that actually kind of leads me to another thing it's like we were always feeling kind of like, where does this, do the, like my thing the first week and maybe the first, not the first month, but the first few weeks, like, okay, where do I stand with my kids? Like, yeah. what are the they, boundaries? Exactly. Like, do they trust me yet? Are we cool? Like, is there an, I like, when did you really start feeling like, okay, like they like me on some level, most of them, like they're cool. And they trust, trust me. You? Yeah. Cause I think like I'll never forget. I don't know why this like stands like, it's like in my memory. But the first day of school, I remember telling them like, "I am here teaching because you are all like the future." Like, the future is dependent, like, on you. Like, I have this sticker in my classroom. I'm, like, the future is in this classroom. I'm, like, I love that. It's so cheesy, like, but it's so true. No, and exactly. I'm, like, you guys are, like, the ones who are going to fix all this shit. if like, they gonna don't realize crazy. how much
0: they matter,
1: you know? Yeah. Like, that was the first thing, like I said. And, like, I was all nervous and stuff like that. And, like, three, four weeks later or something like that, one of my students was, like, how old are you? And then I told him my age. And then he goes, wait, miss if we're the future, so are you
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> the so same,
1: around the same age. Cause you know, I'm 24, but I started teaching when I was 22. So like, yeah, I was very close to their age. Cause they're like 16. So like, was like that was and what gets me, it's like, Oh, you remembered that. Yeah. Like you remember that. And all the kids are like, Oh yeah. You yeah, know? They- like, okay. Like this is cool. Like, this is fun. That was like, that's my first like memory. I think having like a cool, like,
0: or have been building
1: that relationship slowly with like my students.
0: They remember everything you say, yeah,
1: yourself, and it's so yeah. cute.
0: I didn't tell them how old I was though until sec- second semester senior year of their senior year. Oh, that's like surprise. That's the first thing I let like, them the guess. And, like, they knew I was like 25 yeah. ish. I was 23 yeah. when I started teaching. I'm mm-hmm. 25 now.
1: Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was definitely like the time. Um, all and right yes oh my god you cannot even I can't even begin to explain the challenges you want to go
0: well okay I'll well you made it more specific like it's not just challenges because I could go on for literally the rest of my life but challenges that you didn't think would be a challenge like um, I thought I'd have a classroom I didn't like I was I had three different rooms and too many kids and my classes and like logistic pro like challenges that it wasn't expecting. Um I also knew I knew because we were close in age with them and I'm not an asshole that they were gonna like tell me stuff, you know? Yeah. And your kids are the same way. Like sometimes you they tell you too much stuff. I didn't know and I think I was expecting that, but I didn't know that I was gonna like carry that with me. Like I was like in like a very dark place at first semester of like first quarter first time quarter of the first year of teaching because I feel like I was like everybody's stuff was like in me like I was and like I'm so happy that they told me stuff and that they tell me stuff and it like made our relationships very like deep and it's why like I love them so much it physically hurts but like I didn't know how to like compartmentalize And, like, take care of myself, which is, like, something we've, like, bonded over or, like, grown together in, like, self-care. I wasn't expecting that. I was, like, I'm just going to be tired and busy, you know, and in grad school. Like, I didn't know it was going to be, like, emotionally difficult, I think.
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't think – because that's, like, I I felt like, okay, like, I know they're going to be dealing with stuff. You know, like that's gonna be hard. But I'm teenagers, like exactly. Like I thought it would be kind of like similar, like, okay, I went through stuff, but like I never really shared that much with my teachers. And like, you're right, like the kids will go, like, they'll share a lot, yeah, with you. And imagine, like, oh, and again, you know, this like all at once. And so I think then that's when I realized like the importance of really trying to separate like what's in your control and like what's not in your control, because like, their situations, like, the only thing we can do is, like, if there is, like, domestic abuse, like, we have to contact people. But, like, at that point, it's, like, sometimes it's not always domestic abuse. It's things that you can't do anything about. Yeah. A lot of times there's so many things you can't do anything about. And you love these kids. You yeah. love the hell out of them. So you love them. And they're going through so much. And you can't do a thing. Like feel
0: their pain and, like, yeah. stress on their
1: behalf. Like, oh, my God. I,
0: sleepless nights thinking about them.
1: Literally, like thinking about things that they're going through—it's like there's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is just be there, and like sometimes even offering advice is like a problem on its own. Like you don't know the situation. Sometimes I just need like for you to listen, and like it's hard for you to just listen because you want to fix it, it. you want
0: to control it, yeah, and fix
1: it, yeah. And there's nothing you can do, so it's like really hard. And I think it's important because like this is a learning experience. You just really understand what is happening. In these communities, like, truly when you see it forefront, but it's, like, so hard. Like, you don't think about, like, how am I going to deal with this? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. You don't realize how, like, hard it hits you. And even things like kids who were failing or, like, kids who, um, I don't know, like, when they had to take the ACT, like, like, quote, unquote, normal high school stuff, like, I stressed on their behalf. Yes. It wasn't just about, like, your class and your classroom.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Also, printers never freaking work.
1: Didn't okay, yeah. You, be like a major are. stressor
0: in my life going to school at 6 <laughs> o'clock. And I was just me and Mr. Zane uh, um,
1: using the printer before everyone else came. No, the printer was the – when we were in person, the copy machine was literally the biggest stress of my life yeah and that's the thing in our school um what we have to do is we need to give the copy person so we have a copy person which is great but we only have have a social counselor um so uh, yeah something sort of like that (laughs) she kind of does everything and she's like so there's two copiers one is always broken so there's only one copier and we have to give in our copies two days before we need our actual copies oh my god but that means you have to be planning lessons like days in advance and and, you can't change your mind. Exactly. You can't change your mind. Cause and me, I am always changing all the time. I always have a different idea, a different thing I need to add, all those things. To have two days and have some like copies ready for that lesson that I know I'm going to change was very hard. And then on top of that, I'm a pro like I'm not a procrastinator, but like I take a while like all my lessons. There's no way I'm gonna it's very hard. There's not no way I've done it. Yeah. Very, very, very stressful and very hard to get those in. So something like that. You're going and you have all these things going on and it's like the copies like something as yeah. like basic as a copies and like you would think schools we need more copies we need one for each floor maybe two uh, floors something was, like that.
0: and they shouldn't break um well, <laughs> no, but when i said the thing about the social concert i meant like you have a copy person but you don't have a social account
1: oh my god okay <laughs> doesn't make sense yes. to me yes we have a copy person we have like what do we have? We have like I think one school psychologist and I yes. don't really think the kids like understand how to use that resource.
0: Yeah. Or okay. what
1: that counselor does. My um, school is a
0: model for I social counseling. We can talk about that also in
1: a later show. Oh time. my god, definitely. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's something we do not have. Um mm-hmm. but yes, in terms of yeah, I had more. So what challenge about being a teacher that you did not think would be a challenge? Um so I this is I think an important one. I came from a majority-minority state California. It's very, very, very diverse. So, like, no, of course, you of course, like, you have your se- segregation, you know, like the white kids hang out with the white kids and, like, the black kids hang out with the black kids. And, like, mm-hmm. you no, know, you have all of that. But, like, everyone was very much, like, ingrained with each other. You know, everyone was kind of hanging out with each other. It wasn't that segregated within on campus at all. Not to the level that I've seen. A In high school, you mean? In my high school, yeah. Okay. Like when I mean segregation, I mean within the campus, of course. Oh my God, my high school was so yeah. segregated. Yeah, my high school was, on. Uh, it was great. I mean, everyone talked to everyone. Of course you have, again, you, people are going to self-separate. Like that is a natural thing, mm-hmm. um, but it was very much more integrated than what I've seen here. So yeah. one thing I thought was a surprise, um, and again, makes me think about like how much more I need to learn. Is like the tensions between the Latinx community and the Black community within yes, my school. And right. let me tell you a quick story. Just in my own classroom, mm-hmm. two kids, um, one uh, Latinx, one Black, got into a brawl, like started fighting. And then a Black student started helping the Black friend, and then the Latinx student help, started helping the Latinx friend. But the thing is that they weren't even friends. They were just helping their um, – Like racial other yes no no not other racial some like basically this the one who matched their race the the word for it yeah and then it's just like these two kids are fighting and like this is not only like one situation this happens all the time there are tensions I had a student who was like I don't want to go into that class there's too many Mexicans like that's something he said like they do have a lot of tensions and then I am trying to still learn more about it but that is something that I didn't think I would have to like deal with like try to get them to talk to each other
0: definitely yeah. same I was not expecting mm-hmm. racial tensions, and it was the same thing at my school um with African American and Latinx kids And mm-hmm. my school it's like vast majority almost all the kids are Latinx and then there's mm-hmm. a small black percentage and extremely small Asian percentage um but it's because I hadn't learned yet that like white supremacy isn't set up for it to be like whites versus non-whites. It is specifically and purposefully set up. Shout out to that douche lord. What's his name? Blumenbach, that German take call it or scientist, whatever. Um, with white people on top and every color in between with black at the bottom. So that like, my not minorities, I don't like that term, um, people of color, even though white is also a color, which is a whole other tangent. Anyways, people of color are fighting with each other instead of with white people. And that's on purpose. And I had never learned about that. So, you know, marginalized communities fighting with each other didn't make sense to me. I was like, why would you not be like on each other's team? I just didn't understand the history. Mm-hmm. behind
1: that and it's like I'm still I feel like and in some ways I'm very well versed when it comes to the, you know racial ethnic tensions or not tensions necessarily but like those issues yeah but this is new to me because I grew I was very very privileged to grow up in such a, a an area that was so open to different um backgrounds I mean very very different I mean so many different I mean here it's very much like majority like black and white I grew up with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm still trying to understand that. So that is something that I did not think I would have to try to work around with and deal with. Because trying to build classroom culture with that is so hard. I mean, yeah, classroom culture building is super hard. Because kids don't like to talk to each other sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if they're not friends. This, it's like I have to add this into it. Um, So still learning. It's a process. I will definitely keep y'all updated.
0: I just feel the need to add um, since like – in theory people will listen to this mm-hmm. it was Johann friedrich blumenbach and he was a german physician awesome um, and Thank i you. really think we should talk about him one day because he's the root of all evil kidding <laughs> kind of kidding <laughs> i love
1: that um and i think oh, what is I other th- other challenges
0: Or other things that surprise, I don't know, other things that surprise you? You
1: know what surprised me? One thing, this is something I want to vent about. You got people within a campus that are genuinely there to teach the kids and Mm -hmm. be there for the kids. They're obsessed with the kids. Okay, that, I feel like, is a very slim majority. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got those who care about that, but care a lot more, it seems, about test scores. Ugh, blah. It is everything it is in every conversation it's, it's a, every single day these test scores and you know i understand the anxiety because again it's some it's tied to our pay which is a whole problem and we should have a we should have a a discussion on no child left behind on its own but just oh, that, freaking pay yeah like awful awful concept um and so what happens is that teachers do not care about the well-being of a student as much they don't care about is a student actually learning as much isn't even a teacher's fault we
0: shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to always be Mm -hmm. like exploiting ourselves and like Mm -hmm. putting ourselves in danger and like Mm -hmm. dying on the cross for what should be basic tenets of education
1: Mm -hmm. and that's the thing but like but instead of, if we're going to prioritize anything, it should be like those things. But we're prioritizing this, prioritizing this, like the scores. Yeah. Like there'll be a kid who's struggling. and Even you know, during COVID. Yeah, exactly. Like even during COVID, it, there's, some of my students were dealing with stuff at home. Obviously, everyone was dealing with something incredibly hard and we're still prioritizing the scores. Yeah. What? I mean, that's what I mean by like the well-being. It's like there are some few students who are struggling, but it's like if the vast majority get it, that's all that matters. We're not going to care about, you know, individual students in other ways. You know, we're not going to help that one struggling student as long as the majority gets it because it's all about the scores.
0: Also, even if every kid is getting the test scores, which isn't the case, we don't care about them like systematically not as individual teachers about them as people besides like they're not just students they're like human beings exactly they're just getting like churned out through the system that isn't teaching them properly
1: and i'm happy you brought up like we should see them more as people because i have not my admin but friends who have had admin currently this year this administrator said I do not see students. I see scores over their heads. This was not an administrator. This was a principal of a school. So the principal sets the culture. Exi- in- oh, my God, yes. So imagine.
0: Even if your classroom has a dope culture, like, school culture
1: matters. and like- Exactly. Because they only spend, in my case, we box schedule. I see them every other day for 75 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do much, honestly, at that point. Like, they know I love them, but they know the school doesn't. And that's hard. They don't love their school,
0: which is tough. Mm-hmm. Yes, that reminds me of something else that I wasn't expecting. I knew that teachers don't stay long, Mm -hmm. which is why I really respect you for doing a third year and like I'm perpetuating that turnover by doing my two years and leaving. But I wasn't expecting so many people. Like, my first year teaching was like every month somebody left or got fired. I was like, uh, what the heck is going on? Like, what. And it literally creates legitimate abandonment issues in the kids. Like, they would ask me a hundred times a day, like, at the end, towards the end of the year, like, are you sure you're coming back next year? Are you coming back next year? Are you going to teach us next year? Are you sure you're coming back next year? Like,
1: literally didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kids will ask, oh, are you coming back next year? I'll like, yeah. And they go, really? Like, they're surprised. And I've only been there yeah. for two years. Last year, I was only there for a year. Like, they're, they're surprised. It teaches kids
0: that, like, people are do not like, they're not invested in you. And they don't believe in you enough to stick around. And that's very impactful. Like, I knew who my teacher was going to be for every class every year, like, growing up. for mm-hmm. Like, I always, like, teachers left if they retired or got pregnant. Yeah. And I'm not saying it has to be perfect like that, or even that that is perfect. But the instability that teacher turnover and teacher t- turnover in the middle of the year creates. Long-term subs, I didn't even know those
1: were a thing. Same. Mm-mm. Like, literally, I'm when I growing up, like, I only had maybe two, three teachers a year, and I went to a school of 3,900. So, only two to three teachers wow. a year would not return. Last yeah. Ma- vast majority, 99, 98, 95, I don't even know, majority would return. Same. My school, we have crazy t- turnover rates. I can't say the data, I don't know what the data is, but like, right now, I know we have around 10 teachers leaving, mm-hmm. and our school's not that big.
0: Yeah definitely I mean probably I can think of five um right now like off the top of my head uh not including myself so yeah
1: and yeah and that's like right off the top of my head I'm pretty sure it's a little bit more and like some won't tell them people that they're leaving they'll just like not show up the first day of school and then of course you got the ones who leave plenty in the middle of the year so that was a lot and I knew teacher turnover was high in title One schools but like It's just so crazy that it would happen also during the year. Yeah, that was, like, that was tough.
0: And I felt, like, I was, like, I don't want to be unfair to anybody because if you're not okay, if you're not okay as a person in a work Mm -hmm. environment, you shouldn't have to stay. But I'm also, like, how can you leave them in the middle of the year? In the middle of the year. And the kids internalize it. They do. totally. Like, of course they do. Of course they do. They spend – you're the adults they spend the most time with. Like, all of my kids – I'm not saying that their parents don't spend time with them, but I just mean, like, they're at school all day, and then they're at work after school. Um, Like, you're the adults that they're spending the most hours with, like, and it sends a really dark message. Yeah. When that keeps happening.
1: Exactly. It's really, it just, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And then, um that kind of like so it's like that coupled with like emphasizing the scores rather than like the other things Mm -hmm. and then one thing that I also found very surprising did not expect was that there is a serious culture and I think maybe this is I don't I think uplift might I don't know probably agree with this but like Mm -hmm. my campus and the culture within my district is very much about moving up Mm -hmm. uh, especially Mm -hmm. like I don't, it can, I can't say like necessarily like my admin, but like I know admin, they're there a lot of times, not all of them, well, a lot of times are there to move up, to get out, to leave, to get another position. With they're not no real experience. There
0: hmm? With, sorry, and you, you, the end of your sentence, they're not really there for the kids. And then also, like a lot of times, that's why we have admin with not a lot of experience. And it yes. doesn't mean that there can't be good admin, but like it's obviously rare to be like freaking amazing at your job with no experience
1: exactly and a lot of the times here in texas like you don't have you only have to teach for three years that's insane like i'm still so bad (laughs) i still have no idea what i'm doing like i cannot what three years only to run a school
0: yeah it's wild
1: what in the world and then you have like literal and i mean imagine you're 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 three-year teacher Who's advising a teacher who's been there for like 10 plus years. Yeah. That is not okay. Yeah, know, it's so messed up. And
0: that's why like there's not good, like I would say there's good culture and there was good culture at my school, like teacher to teacher and student to teacher for the most part. And it like, I don't know, it was pretty clicky and I feel like they saw that adults didn't all get along, like mm-hmm. admin to teacher and I don't know
1: like you have to set a good example for them and I don't know that we do that definitely not I'm gonna tell you like there's some school sometimes yes other times no like the teachers on my campus would sometimes very much cuss um oops during class like at their kids at them Oh, okay I didn't do yeah yeah like at them like I knew a teacher who addressed his class as motherfuckers like in a mean way
0: okay not that it would be okay if it was in a nice way but what like, okay, hey, not, like, like all right
1: motherfuckers what like i'm annoyed at you you're motherfuckers no like like just not even they did anything Not they're going around i mean even then it's like not even justified but literally addressing the whole class as motherfuckers and like okay the kids I mean, not you a nice thing feel though. like you have yeah. a cool relationship with your kids like they haha, ha cool but that's not a good way to what's your classroom culture like then what example are you setting
0: also like it's one thing to like not get mad at them for cursing or like picking your battles like obviously Mm -hmm. like slurs and stuff like that are different um but what like that's gonna be your pet name for them like if they feel like in your eyes they're a motherfucker like
1: what? so like it's like imagine and maybe you have a few kids who think it's so funny but i don't think Oh, kids people would think that. would be like, oh, that's nice. Thank and then you. the kids who don't like it would never say anything because. Yes. Yeah. And you've got, you know, plenty of shy kids doing the class who are not really down. Like, they don't like, they do feel uncomfortable with cussing. Like, yeah. you're just assuming, like, one thing from the classroom just because you feel, like, a certain way. Like, I would be okay with this. Therefore, I'm going to do it. It's like, it just shows you don't know anything about your students or care to, like, learn more about your students. Because I'm sure if this teacher talked to their students, they would know, hmm, maybe I probably shouldn't call the whole class that because you got kids who are genuinely uncomfortable with that
0: yeah which reminds me this that just the language thing reminded me of I don't think we should get into this right now because I think it should be its own conversation mm-hmm. like the n-word mm-hmm. I never yeah. That's could it. have guessed that it would have been something I would hear and have mm-hmm. to deal with mm-hmm. not like I just I was shocked I like and uh, clearly I'm what's the word sheltered that i didn't even think that could be an issue um but it was jarring and a huge part of my first year of teaching wasn't an issue on zoom or second or the second year maybe because it had been such a big deal the first year but i was not expecting that
1: yeah like having like what that too is like you have to set aside so much time to address yeah you can't just be like don't say the n word like it's rooted in this like sometimes because they are like so like you have to get in depth sometimes yeah.
0: you can't just be like that's a bad word or like that's offensive you have to you have to take the time like yeah and then because it's important that they understand mm-hmm. and it's important that they because you can't stop you can't like educate everyone who says that but if they know and they care enough to say it to someone outside of school who says it
1: mm-hmm.
0: that matters too but, yeah. yeah, I think – I feel like we should add that.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Because, like, I, that's, like, a huge thing. Um, and I think the last question, just to kind of end it off, like, we did talk a lot about, like, the negatives, but, like, what do we love about teaching? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, do you want to go first? Or should we just go back and forth?
1: Uh, you go first.
0: Um, so, I uh, – sorry, I was just adding that to our brainstorm so I didn't forget. Um, I mean, I'll leave my kids for last because like, duh, um, I actually did really love the other teachers I worked with. Um, I loved working in a school. Like I never said, I'm going to work. I always said, I'm going to school. Um, I love like the active part of the job. I love like being, like learning while teaching, um, and then Yeah. Okay. I guess I will just go to my kids. Like, obviously, like you feel the same way. Like, I like can physically feel how much I love them. Like, I could cry right now if I talk about it for too long. Like, um, they're just amazing. Like, I literally cannot imagine how much you love a child that is yours because like I can't imagine loving something like that much more than I love my students like how does that even exist (laughs) like I would die Mm -hmm. um and it was so fun like I taught my kids their junior year and their senior year I had the exact same class of kids for two years and so that was amazing like you know I saw them graduate and like I spoke with their graduation and like got to like experience that with them which was so amazing so like seeing them grow up and like now being able to like still talk to them because they're like adults technically Mm -hmm. um is amazing so I will tell you the tangent that I wanted to add to this while I'm telling you what I love because I text a lot of my students now um that they're graduated oh my god I didn't tell you about their graduation okay I'm gonna tell you this and then you go and then I'll tell you the graduation party story so one of my uh, kids texted me my former student texted me last night Remember when we talked about Johan Blumenbach, that person I just said, then she called him the CEO of racism. And he wrote like a whole journal about Caucasians and people of the Caucasus region, even though it was literally like Asia. Since when did Caucasian equal European? Was it another mistake like Columbus? And she does star star in the middle of Columbus. So she doesn't even write out his whole name. And then we had this whole conversation about like, um, about that basically about like critical race theory and like um how like there were court cases when when only white people could become citizens like that sorry even though you're literally caucasian you're not white we just decided there's two separate like basically race like we we talk about and i talk about my kids is a social construct but just like the text she was sending like she was like capitalism and racism are just so interconnected and you can't vote it out it has to be by force and I don't know how we are gonna do it. Um, The only thing in the world that should not be controlled is our knowledge.
1: Like, she's just like amazing. Um, That's just beautiful, like, because they take what you taught them and implement in your own lives and you see it happening in front of you.
0: Like, I was just like so invigorated by that conversation. Like, I felt like I was texting you. And so like, I love seeing them like care and um, like think differently and like get passionate about things in like a productive way. Um, so yeah, I guess like just seeing them get older and mature and like, yeah.
1: Yes, I think so, yeah, definitely. And I honestly, when it comes to teaching, like what I love is literally just like what's happening in my classroom. Mm-hmm. Like I'm teaching about something that's really interesting to me for one, like world history and history yeah. in general is really cool. And I get to tie in things that actually matter, like culturally relevant. Pedagogy. Love CRP with all my heart. That's so awesome. put that into everything. And then you get to see the light bulbs going yes, off. That's the best. Class. It's so fun. Like, oh, and then, and then they draw the connections and then you're like, yes. And then like one kid bounces off of that. And it's just really cool because like you're, you, I've, it's like, i maybe mean, a little selfish, but, like, it's, like, oh, cool, I'm igniting this, like, no, it feels I'm good. doing something that they're going to remember, yeah. and, like, sometimes not all of them will, like, and that's something I had to understand, but, like, a lot of them also will remember those things, and, um, and it just, like, think, like, it's just the student-teacher relationships, like, you can really feel them actually really love you, you know, yeah. and, like, they care, like, about, they remember everything that you do, and, like, it's really fun to like also and but this one thing i that was surprising too a lot of kids don't expect their teachers to love them you know they'll love you but they don't expect it back Mm -hmm. so then when you give them that love and you ask them about things that they told you about like a while ago and you remember their name and you say their name saying their name and like their their birthdays things like that you get to see what that does for them and they're just really happy like oh Mm -hmm. like i remember one of my students he was new this year, um, and he came into my room, I met him, and then I saw him the week later, and I called by his name, um, and then he was like, oh, miss, you remember my name. like, and duh. And it was like, you know, constantly seeing, constantly seeing, seeing, and it's just like, that right there, like, it just makes me, part of me kind of makes me feel a little sad, like, oh my god, like you, you didn't get all the love you so deserve, but it's also like, I'm gonna give that to you, and then they embrace it and take that. Yeah. So it just... That right there um, is just igniting just seeing them blossom you are adding to their blossoming mm-hmm. and and it's just so 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 fun it just ah, it's fun teaching is really fun get rid of all of the systemic BS and like all of the the, the disadvantage but like when you finally have those minutes with them where you are in control that like and it
0: goes well because you know and it goes well it doesn't always go as planned. <laughs> Like, they sometimes make ruin your day, but most yeah. of the time.
1: Most of the time, yeah. yeah. Let, never seen awesome. me cry. I have definitely cried many times because of them. <laughs> um, they can be really mean, but, like, you know, I don't take it too personally because they're teenagers. Like, and they're
0: also usually, funny. like, the meanness mm-hmm. or the challenging or like they're just checking me like I was just like bodied emotionally I was so humbled by them is more when you're not like they don't trust you yet and especially because I'm white like at the beginning they're gonna fuck with you like they want to see what they can get away with they want to see if they can they want to see if you are gonna cry like and mm-hmm. break down mm-hmm. and then once they trust you that like then they respect you and then they're like on your team not that they're always behaved well but they're on your team
1: yeah, definitely. And, like, just to let them know, like, and I think one thing, like, worked with me was, like, anything, if they did try, I would know that they were just, it's a front, it's a way to protect themselves. Like, they're just trying to, like, but when you show, like, it's not going to phase me in my own way, they, they're they good at just stopping. Like, they're, like, there's no point on doing yeah. anything with that. Like, I mean, it's just, like, move on to the next teacher who literally freaks out whenever yeah. you say anything. You can't be that. reactive. Yeah, like, literally, those older teachers, like, super reactive, it's like, no, like, they're they're not going to, like, kiss your ass, like, just because that's what happened to you, like, I did not expect the ass kissing, like, I 100,000% was like, just sit down and do your work, like, if we can get there, we're fine, you don't need to look, yeah. Um, um,
0: I also just, like, wasn't expecting to learn so much from them, like, I I did learn so much from them, um, which okay so I have to tell you I have one more thought and then if you have another one I'm done but so I went to a bunch of their graduation parties
1: I don't think I told you this well this one you were crowding um, around your car
0: yeah
1: <laughs> should I say it or no so yeah say it say it. it's cute okay, I just like okay this so is Julia's ending like she's going okay. to Israel like this is her last yeah
0: like, so action. they know that like I'm moving and I'm I'm gone all summer and so I went to a bunch of their graduation parties, which all of them were awesome, like, um, watched The Conjuring with one of my kids' cousins, <laughs> ate a lot of good food, ate, like, a lot of dinners. Um, um, yeah, it was cool. Like, I love meeting their families. If I haven't in person, like, I love seeing where they're from um, and, like, being in their world is very special. But the last one I went to it was, like so like, so many of my students were there. And they had all just graduated. Obviously it was a graduation party. I forgot that I said that. Um, And they all gave me one last hug like 15 times. Um, Some of them started crying. They all, like 20 of them walked me out to my car. They were like swarming my car, uh, like videotaping me leaving, like taking selfies. Like um, I was afraid I was gonna hit one of them because like they were all there in the street with my car. and I just, I just drove away and bawled the whole drive home. Like, I just like, I like, it hurts me how much I love them. Like, it's painful.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: I can't believe you're not going to be who I spend
1: every day with anymore. Oh, my God. It's such no. an intense
0: experience.
1: It is intense. Like when the pandemic hit and see yes. like my first and like my current kids. Oh, my God. I was so broken hearted. I was sober. I was like literally crying so much like for that first month because like, the pandemic is happening, but I was crying because I missed my kids. Yeah. so my students. I just wanted to hang out. I wanted to see how they were doing. I was so worried about them. Like, I felt like a mother. Like, you're right. Like, I, oh, my God. I'm going to be with my own child. Like, yeah. I'm obsessed with them I'm, like, literally kids. afraid of having kids because of it. Literally. And then, yeah, like,
0: we didn't have good ways to communicate with them at the beginning of COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was, like, scary and frustrating. And, like, what? How are we going to do? Like, that was overwhelming.
1: Very overwhelming. And, like, I just love them so much and but then it's like I can't ever stay a teacher for so long because it's just not sustainable. Um to okay, make it people. sustainable. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly unless we make it, right? But with like yeah. the systemic issues that are going on and like the way teachers are treated like so no appreciation. I mean, you're everything. Everything is working against you. And we'll talk about like systemic uh racism and like just Education, education them, in general. that's a whole it. other situation. But yeah. it is really hard to be a teacher, period. It's really, really, really hard.
0: Even, like, the teachers at my high school where mm-hmm. I know, like, it was an easier environment for some reasons. Like, the respect that I have for the profession. Oh, oh my
1: God. God. Teachers who have been there for 10 years, I'm like, how did you do that? I know. How? So we'll talk about what we mean uh, yeah. later on because that's a whole other situation. But that was our... First year teaching basically, yeah. Um in a nutshell. Loving the hell out of kids that are not even closely related to you. Just like, oh my god. I oh, can't. another
0: fun thing is when you leave your phone somewhere and then you have videos and pictures of them <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> or videos and pictures of you that they took and you look horrible. Yeah, and- you're like, Wait, what no and my god. Too, <laughs> I don't even know. Get a makeover. <laughs> i look look so beat at the end of every school day
1: (laughs) my hair would be all over the place yeah oh my god
0: all right that was 44 minutes i'm going to finish our recording thanks for listening mom i hope you are
1: thanks mom i
0: love you mama